Hey y'all, it's Ski. So this week we're going to hit you with another Throwback Thursday edition. Um, reminding you to practice self-care. It's definitely a heavy time in the community right now. So being able to ground yourself and just remain sane. Um, so we'll see you next week and we'll be back with a new episode. Bye. Welcome back hey guys. <laughs> to another episode of Melanated Celebrated. I am Ashley. And I'm Kiara. <sighs> We're back at it again, guys. Just wanted to chat it up, see what's going on, what's new. How was your weekend, sis? Uh, it was great. Uh, what did I do? Oh my gosh, what did I do this weekend? You went to a wedding. I did. Uh, one of my friends got married. Congratulations to you um, and your husband. So it was it was great. It was actually a Caucasian wedding. <laughs> it's my first one attending, and uh, <laughs> it was you know it was different. It, it was different. Okay. I, I definitely had a good time though. Uh, beautiful. She had came out on, like the Game of Thrones music. Mm. I'm not. Yeah, it was it was super super dope. Um, her sister uh, played the music for that. So I, it was interesting. It was cold. It was, nippy, huh? it was outside. You know, uh, nip nip. We don't do that. <laughs> But uh, I appreciate you inviting me. It was it was a fun time though. And then after that, we hung out uh, with some of our friends in South Carolina. It was just a good time. I was able to relax. Then I came back to Charlotte on Sunday, got some work done, gearing up for Black Friday and Thanksgiving. You know, and that in itself, it's a busy weekend, and I only had half of a day. But you know, we're here now. Had on your good velvet dress. I that velvet. <laughs> But it was cute. You did like you were teasing the yeah. season. So you yeah. look nice, though. Thank you. You look Thank nice, you. you know. Uh, so, yeah, that was my weekend. What's up? What, what, did, what did you do? Ooh, child, I got real interesting this weekend for me. Um, so, I put on my auntie hat this weekend. Okay. To my niece, her swimming lessons. She's she's a good swimmer, so somebody got to save us. Mm. Um, so, that mm. was fun. Fun to watch her do those things that, you know, kids should do sometimes. And then my brother's... Birthday was Saturday, so we went to dinner, we went out, and got nice and toasty. Little Litty in the city, huh? Little Litty in the city, guys, and let me tell you, I recovered on Sunday, because it was rough. Good times. Good but time. it was a fun time, nice little gathering, you know, it's always great when you get to fellowship with your people. It was, that's what I was what saying, Wasn't it it's always like, yo, when you realize that you used to do this every right? weekend. Right, like, yo, I like y'all. Yeah, I like y'all, <laughs> I still like y'all. <laughs> So being that, yo, that's a good time, I mean, to reflect in yeah. itself, right? Like, and then to see, like, if you really step back and look, you're like, yo, y'all was mature you from grown. when I met you mm-hmm. in 2008, you right, know? Right. So it's interesting, you know, to see his growth, and particularly with it being his birthday. So just for to see his growth and where he's going and what he has going on with his family, I think it's just a great thing just to be able to, you know, be able to fellowship with your people, show them love and celebrate life. Cause you know, everybody's not promised to be here tomorrow. So right. the chances and the opportunities that you have to spend time and celebrate life, you should definitely try to seize those moments. Absolutely. So, was, I didn't double book myself this time. So it was pretty good. Well, good job. Thank actually, you. Because that was a problem at Ooh, one point. Listen, one so, down. Shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you guys. Um, so yeah, it sounds like you had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. Yep. Great start of a good week. Um, Indeed. Yeah. Had a beverage. It's great. It's great, guys. All right, but we're going to slide right on over to Wala Magic. And who you got, sis? My Wala Magic. My Wala Wala Magic uh, person for this week goes to the great Dolores tomorrow. Um, She is an entrepreneur. um, Holding out of Chicago, Illinois. uh, Someone that I've met via social media um and kind of you know look for towards her as a mentorship and have actually attended a few events that she's put on um in the Chicago area so um Dolores is an event planner and she actually has a nonprofit organization for teen girls called iGlow mentoring mm-hmm. um where she just helps to expose teens in the area to various activities 
um, experiences and kind of just try to enhance their life skills and prepare them, you know, to, to be in the actual real world. Mm-hmm. Um, to the curriculum that she has actually prepares them for college, uh, career development, just cultural awareness. And I think it's just super dope what she's doing. I, I believe she took maybe 15 to 20 girls, tw- 15 to 20 brown girls um, to London over the summer yeah I think that's super dope just being able to give them that experience and help them um and she's from that that space and that era um the area where they're located in Chicago and you know just having um that presence in their life you know as a black woman um a successful black woman who's making strides and and wanting to be a part of their life I think it's something that's amazing um and then on the side she actually helps to mentor um, African American women that are in business as well, and so that's actually how I came across her. Um, I've attended uh, two of her events so far, and they are nothing short of amazing. That's so cool. shout out to Dolores, and you guys make sure you check her out. Is iglobmentoring.com. and that kind of um like falls into what I was saying last week about um Queen Latifah as far as like the reaching back. Mm-hmm. Um, part of of your growth um is to inspire and to encourage and bring other people along so shout out to you sis for you know encouraging the people and and providing those spaces for it so we we like to hear those kind of things so one other thing too before we move along from her um the website is actually iglowmentoring.org there you go mistake there so it's iglowmentoring.org you know we should call it guys you want to get into the right place and uh if we're going to give information, I want it to be the right information. Because last yes. week we said pick up your feet and read. So there's the reading part. Okay, and we just got to uh, put the right information out. That's all we got to do. And you called <laughs> it, sis. That's what it's all about. <laughs> all right, y'all. So now we're going to slide over to the Bish What segment. And um, I'm probably just going to repeat and reiterate again from last week, guys, because it happened again for me on Saturday. Please pick up your feet. Um, again, I told y'all I put on my auntie hat. This weekend, I spent some time with my babies, but my nephew was just dragging those feet with no socks on across that floor, child. It was just tearing me down, and I just, I love my babies. I do. They're mine. But uh, I need my babies to pick up their feet because it tears my nerves to shits. I suppose this is, I, I don't like when people smack on their food. It's the equivalent. I feel as if the way, I mean, since you've mentioned it again, because mm-hmm, I mean time, it. Mm-hmm. That's really bothering mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. tear you up. It's in my spirit. It's in my spirit. People think that you'll just say it because you're irritated. No, no, I really mean it. I, I feel you. I'm like that with people. Like close your mouth. You were not. You were not raised <laughs> on a horn. <laughs> Why do you have this man in your food? I don't understand. It really, it really does something to my spirit. I understand. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not in the judgment place with that because mm. I get. My sister was like. What is it with you and his feet? I was like, girl, that noise just tears me down. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't understand. Matter of fact, I have two Bishwoods. What's that? My second one, because things sometimes get into my spirit, would be uh, upstairs neighbors. Um, <laughs> guys, I don't know where y'all reside. Yeah, brick. I don't know if you got an apartment or a home. But if you are in an apartment, you tend to be on the on the top floor. I'm on the third floor. It just would be so kind to your neighbors below you. You could just make, I don't know, walk regular. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are doing cartwheels, if you in there working out, dropping your weights on the floor. But people below have to hear this. Yeah, they they don't think about don't other care. people live here. This is not a house. <laughs> and listen, the fact that we're in the same building and you're above my unit means that you probably know how much I pay in my rent. Okay. Which means respect my coin. It's all about respect. Because now you're playing with me. Yo, you remember when I lived in Greenville and I had that neighbor upstairs? That lady. Oh my God. (laughs) Like it was two, three o'clock in the morning. What an experience. Sis sis was like vacuuming. (laughs) I don't know if she was playing basketball in the house. And it threw me (laughs) off. She did. Because honestly, she looked like that lady. It wasn't even a lady, but she didn't look like a man, but she favored this man from um, Breaking Bad. Gentleman face. (laughs) She had gentleman features. Um, But I don't know if you ever watched that show, Breaking Bad. It was this black man on there. Um, I think he was maybe like a teacher or something. I'm not sure. But when I seen the lady that lives upstairs for me, she looked exactly like this man. And I was like, wow, that's why you act like that. 
and I get yeah, it now. Justified it and everything. Yo, I remember I used to go to the leasing office and everything, and she didn't care. That lady did not give. You remember? She had zero feelings to give about your uh, discomfort with her noise. I was like, like um, "Excuse me, ma'am." <laughs> sis, I like I'm like she. Kira is not exaggerating. This I lady would be moving the couch around, guys, at three, four o'clock in the morning. Ma'am, who is your guest? What are you doing? Where Where are y'all going? Why do you hate me? Literally, <laughs> why do you? not want me to sleep you only got two options to put this furniture says what are you doing oh my god so yeah i can i feel you with your upstairs neighbors i hope they ain't that bad but they're not horrible but if i'm taking a nap i want a nap i don't want to hear your gosh gosh doing bricks okay Okay. but i'm gonna get off there because i carry on play at this (laughs) all right sis so what's your bitch what for the week girl customer service (laughs) i've come to a conclusion that i just don't like bad customer service so i go to verizon right my phone company's through verizon and I uh, go to Verizon July the 26th to, <laughs> to go in there. Sorry, y'all. There's a reason that I laughed because she said the date. I'll get to that at the end, but carry on. So I go to Verizon July 26th because they're stupid expensive. And I wanted to know, you know, what can I do to get my bill lowered a little bit? Fair question. Fair question. So somehow I end up in Verizon for like four or five hours. <laughs> Definitely could have purchased a new car by now. But I, I stayed in there for about four or five hours because the salesperson has talked me into switching over to a business line. And I did that, right? Although I didn't get my bill lower, it was actually more expensive, but it was only supposed to be about $15. Now, side note, the only reason I'm getting my bill lower is because I'm just a frugal person and I don't want to pay the money for it. <laughs> so I leave out, you know, with two new phones on BOGO and um, on a BOGO deal and bitches love bogo <laughs> love bogo okay so i'm thinking i'm leaving out with my bill slightly 10 or 15 dollars um higher so a month comes a uh, month goes by and my bill is like 150 dollars more <laughs> i pay it right paying it because i didn't make any uh, i didn't have to pay anything the day that i purchased my lines my phones and so um Every month since then, my bill has been about $100 more, and I they can't tell me why. Like, every person I talk to <laughs> gives me a different story. So, month two comes around, this girl's supposed to give me a credit, right? Since she sees that they obviously have been overcharging me, uh-huh. and um, I refuse to pay that money, right? $150 more on a phone bill? Right. Every, I'm not doing that. So, uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to add this credit and take everything off. And what she failed to tell me is that it would take three months <laughs> For it to kick in. Who does that, right? That's a big so detail to leave out. Every, that's a big detail to leave out. So now every two weeks, because I don't like people saving my money, so being the person that I am, <laughs> I have to contact them every two weeks to make sure. And every time I call, someone different tells me. <laughs> I mean, someone else tells me something different every single time. And at this point, I'm just kind of over it. So I called like a couple days ago threatened to leave we finally got everything situated but i'm telling the guy because i ended up calling like the um regional manager Uh because someone gave me his number and i'm like yo the your customer service is horrible in the store and on the phone you know online so i mean it's just i don't know what it does to me i don't know if it's because i strive to have good customer service myself that i don't understand why (laughs) what was hard about it tell me the correct details like (laughs) Can I just pay my bill? That's it. You know, I have to remind them of every date mm-hmm. that I have contacted them and all the information that I have given prior so that I don't have to repeat myself. You, I want you to know everything up front. <laughs> and I think that's what bothers me also is because I'm having to repeat myself and I don't think I like to repeat myself often. And so Verizon, do better. Tighten up. This, huh, tighten up. This seems like an ongoing thing for me. I just want people to do right. Customer service is a big thing. I understand. It is. Why? I get. I mean, you know, I laugh at you at you giving the exact date because I can definitely recall a situation a long time ago where, like, every person that you talk to, you would get the last person's name, the time that you call, the duration of the call. So it's just. I laugh because I know you were so serious yes. every time you called to talk to somebody. Her name was Ebony. I know you know it. I talked to her July the 26th. I'm surprised you know the This time. is what she said. This is what we did. And I asked her if she notated the account. <laughs> <laughs> 
sis told me she notated the account. The people in the store told me they couldn't pull up the account because it was a business. I just did not understand why I was having to go through all these hoops when I was just trying to be a valued and loyal customer. Yeah. Verizon do better. Can't win them all, guys. You can't. I've been here for 10 years. I would really like for it to be 11, even though you are the most expensive. Indeed. I need that service, though. I need I need the good reception. So, yo, that 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 was my bitch flip because do better. Communicate. Isabella is a valid bitch flip. I'll give you that, sis. Oh, my bitch. gosh. And, you know, I, every person, I've talked to, like, four or five different people. And every person, I've had to go back to July the 26th. Of course you did. <laughs> I know you did. You ain't got to tell me. I'm aware. I am aware. <laughs> so, I'm like, first of all, I know you had nothing to do with it. But I want to let you know what's going on from the beginning so that I don't have to keep repeating myself throughout <laughs> throughout this phone call. So, you know, I got off the call. I went and had my, myself a good beverage. As you deserved. Because I deserved. You I did. deserved. You did. And that was mine. I just want Verizon to do better. As of now, um, you know, my bill is back corrected. <laughs> The credits have been added. My God, for a correction credit. Ooh. Thank, thank you. Shout out, out, out. Okay, and let's just keep this this bill to the minimum. Thank Ooh. you for your time. Thank you. So, yeah, girl, that's my bitch web moment. Sign a valued customer. <laughs> Sign a valued customer. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, guys, and we're back this week for our pour me up segment. We're talking about Jesus and a therapist. I need both. You need both, sis? I, I, I feel you. Leave them with me. <laughs> uh, so this week on Jesus and the Therapist, we're in the season of change. So I, I like about that. Last week, we, we talked about um, losses and failures and the lessons that we've learned from that. Um, I, I thought it was only fitting uh, to talk about how we work through those things also. Right. Just to work through those things. So as we were saying, you know, we're definitely in a time and season of change as we're, you know, going to the fall and, and then the winter um so with that you know everything changes right uh, and we need people to kind of help us through those moments because a lot of times we don't understand or recognize ourselves that we're in those moments mm-hmm. whether it be you know you're just looking back we're in fourth quarter so just looking back over the year and and things that you wish you could have accomplished um and things you've written down and goals you wanted to achieve and maybe you haven't hit them right now right or you know, whatever it was throughout the year uh, that snuck up on you or life, just life in. Indeed. It, a lot of, it takes a toll on you a lot of different times. And so, um, yeah, Jesus and a Therapist is something we wanted to speak on just to see how you kind of work through those issues too. Yeah, check the temperature of the area, guys. Check the temperature <laughs> of the area. <laughs> and speaking of temperature, yo, especially because, you know, we rarely see the sun now. Right. It's, it's definitely going to hibernation. Um, the lack of energy from the sun, too, can also just put you in a funk, right? Right. Like, the vitamin D, sis, incorporate that into your diet. And it's very important. It's very important. <laughs> it's, it's very, very important. important. <laughs> but, like, I want to talk about, like, how do you combat that, too? Um, so, for me, it is therapy. And right. And starting therapy, uh, for a lot of people, it is Jesus. But we want to talk about it because therapy is a taboo in the black community. Um, so what are just some of your thoughts on that? So like my thoughts, as far as therapy goes, um, I I think like most things it comes down to exposure, Mm -hmm. um, and, and people being able to share knowledge about it. I know for me coming up, it wasn't necessarily something that was always discussed or talked about or encouraged. It was always, you know, Oh, well, you know, it'll work out. It'll fix itself Mm -hmm. or or just pray about it. Give it to Jesus, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, it's important that we kind of talk about these things and expose, you know, expose your kids to it at a younger age in some form of it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're... If you haven't experienced a major trauma in your life, it doesn't mean that you don't need therapy. Right. There are still going to be things that you have to work through that you that you don't have a clear understanding on. I think therapy is definitely a good tool. And I think people sometimes only think of therapy as being a, a, as a form of treating trauma. It right. is a form of treating trauma, but it's also a way to help you get your life in order. And just learn how to navigate yeah. in different areas, right? So, to me, and like therapy is such a taboo, as we were saying, in the community. And it's unfortunate 
Um, but there are so many reasons why, in my opinion, of why therapy is a taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with anything else, I feel as if, first of all, black people, especially African-Americans, because that's the only people I can really speak on. Right. Um, we're more traumatized than any other group of people there is when you speak, when you speak of, you know, the things that's happened to us um, in America alone. Like, right. there's trauma, and we've never been able to actually acknowledge that for what it was or we've always had to just deal with things and so to me it's definitely generational absolutely however we're also in a generation now shout out to millennials because i think that's you know we're just the first ones that are able to right to do have the opportunities um to seek therapy or to to talk openly about these issues no matter african-americans not just black people in general um of, of the things that we went through the feelings that we have right um and that's that's good for us. So I think it's necessary for us to have the spaces to where um, we can speak on those things. Because a lot of people still, they don't talk about, right. like, oh, I just got the winter blues. No, sis, you're depressed. Right. It it might be seasonal, <laughs> right. but that, this is a real thing. And then, too, what I think, um, you know, as, as far as, like, when it comes to therapy, people have to understand that, there are some things that you can always you can't always figure out yourself because mm-hmm. sometimes like if if you just think about it in general you make let's just say if you call your mom to vent about a situation or to help you come up with an idea if that were something that you that you did or whatever mm-hmm. that's a form of right. therapy but your mom's only going to be able to give you advice or critique or whatever you want to call it to a certain degree when you get into therapy and you get someone who actually specializes in this, right. it, it, they give you they can give you a different perspective that you never would have thought of, or they give you an, an opportunity to see you from a different lens. a different lens because mm-hmm. your mom sees you as her baby. Right, she's gonna give you the advice to to help save and coddle her baby, but a therapist is gonna give you give you something to, that's going to be able to be a tool right. to use in the future. That unbiased opinion right. is what they also give, right? And a lot of times, whether or not you talk to your parents or even if you try to talk to one, to someone in your family, mm-hmm. it's, oh, you need to talk to the preacher or just pray about it yeah. or do whatever else when it's like, sis, you know, shout out to God. He, he's been wonderful in my life, right. but he's also given someone else mm-hmm. the knowledge Absolutely. and the expertise to be able to help you clinically work through certain issues. Right. Um, so I'm in therapy and I've been in therapy uh, for a year now. One of the best decisions I literally could have made. And when join, when starting therapy, it was because I moved to a mm-hmm. different state. Um, I was a little further away from anyone that I knew. And I felt like it was the most isolated I had ever been in my life. I remember that. And I was working towards, you know, everything that I have going on with my business. And I thought, you know, I should really try to get a therapist to help me. Because I, I know these things are manifesting and coming to life for what I've worked on. And I want to be in a space when I get there. Uh, to where I'm, I'm prepared right so I started therapy uh, to have her to help me organize and prioritize things in my business and it's helped me just overall in my entire life right <clears throat> and so she's helped me just to realize certain things you know bring awareness to myself or yeah you can pray about it or Absolutely. you can talk to family or friends but she's there to give a different perspective right um so I think it's, it's very necessary like yeah, your grandma said pray about it. You can yeah. pray about it, but faith without works is dead. And then too, you got to think about it. If you're always going to a, a certain person, or you or you're going to family members who've never dealt with their stuff, mm. it's hard for them to counsel you when they when they haven't dealt with their stuff because they're they're trying to advise you from a cloudy place. Right. You know what I'm saying. And so I think that that has sometimes maybe done more harm than good. Absolutely. Just because they did, they maybe weren't in the best space when they mm. gave you that advice. And whether or not they're in a good space or not, some black people just don't believe in that stuff. Right. Like, thinking about somebody that, oh, you're in therapy, you one of those people, or they think mm-hmm. something's wrong with you. Yeah. Or when you think about mental health issues like anxiety and depression, it's dealing with mental health. And right. I don't know where that, that necessarily came from, but... I feel like it's something in in the internal fam black family structure, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's something we need to to deal with in home. Yeah. And and so I know once before I've even mentioned um I think to an uncle like two years ago like oh I think I have anxiety. He's like no you don't. Uh yeah I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it feels like. And I so right. I think a lot of times even as black people 
or, um, you know, black children growing up in a home, a lot of times they're dismissed for certain things, even if they try to speak on it. Right. Just because the person they're talking to hasn't experienced it themselves. Right. They don't believe in it for whatever reason or they don't want it to happen to you. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. But what's also crazy is, granted, it's absolutely something that that's a problem in the black community. But if you just think in the sense of just society mm-hmm. society has always tried to kind of make black people feel like their feelings of, of being oppressed and, mm-hmm. and trying to come out t- trying to overcome that and still having to deal with the residue like your feelings aren't valid right oh where well, you're a millennial you didn't experience that mm-hmm. that's a lot because we inherit things from trauma our family trauma you know so you, you so i think that that's been a really big issue too like sometimes Maybe like our parents or our grandparents, you know, they were in a community, in a society where they were told that your feelings aren't valid Mm -hmm. and they believed that. Right. So they've always suppressed it. So they suppressed it and then our parents suppressed it. Right. You know, then, but the buck stops here, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it is definitely, yeah, it's absolutely a problem in the black community, but it definitely stems from society. Right. Because, you know, I'm definitely just thinking about what you said. And even if you go back to slavery, right. Um, for the post-traumatic stress that we're also dealing from that you think about a people who were kidnapped right right and brought to a completely different land yep and now they have a new set of authority a new set of new language a Mm -hmm. new religion and a new language period they don't even understand what you're saying but you're beating them to believe this and what you're telling them is to pray to Jesus because he's going to be able to help you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so I know uh, they knew black people are spiritual people. We've always been a spiritual people. And so we can't help to also, you know, tell family members now, oh, pray about it and do whatever else. Yeah. But as a spiritual people, they did pray to Jesus. And you yep. know what I'm saying? And slavery. And then after slavery and after all these things, then they were thrown into uh, whatever else, you know, segregation or Jim Crow and still not taught the necessary steps on how to actually survive yep. in America, right? The trauma we've dealt with that, um, the the women foreseeing their husbands beating their children sold off, just having to deal with all those things as a black woman, being raped by a slave master, just doing all of those things is trauma on top of trauma, right? Yep. And never really having you know, the, the tools and the resources to be able to help ourselves because we've always just had to deal with it. Yep. And that's why I think, you know, like I said, a lot of times it's not our fault. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, we have the resources now to be able to seek help and, you know, to understand that we can think it think through things in a different lens and with the unbiased opinion, but it wasn't our parents' fault or their parents and, and so forth because they honestly never had the resources to do so. Right. Um, so it's not our fault, but it is something that we can change now and to heal within. And although you go to Jesus and whoever else that, you know, you you worship, um, but definitely seek out a therapist because they're there and they're clinically trained to help you through certain issues. And it's a fresh perspective. It's a very fresh perspective. Someone who doesn't know you, but is there to help you. Right. Um, help you through life and, and work through those issues that you may have and I think it's a dope thing it's definitely it's changed thing. my life for the better what about you you know it's definitely forced me to make decisions and to have conversations that I probably would have avoided and I would have gave it the reason of oh, I just don't feel like it or it's, mm. like, it ain't, it's not that serious you know so it's definitely had me in a, in a in a situation or space I'll say since I've been going to my current therapist shout out to Monica um it's it's definitely had me in a space to where like you have things about yourself one that you're dealing with that aren't yours right and two that could have that could have been resolved a long time ago had you just said a few words mm. you know so it's definitely made me more accountable for myself right and I think that that's important I feel like once people are more accountable you know you it's just it's a one it's a weight lifted off your shoulder and it gives you a form of a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Like I can say that now because I, I I can set clear boundaries and mm-hmm. I and I can I can see oh I don't like that that doesn't make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. and I, I and I'm learning the difference between just not being comfortable or it being wrong for me. Right. 
Like now you don't feel bad about it. Those yeah. Were things, those were things in the past where you, oh, I, I kind of don't feel like doing that, but I feel like I'm obligated to do yeah. it a little bit. But now you understand it's okay to have those boundaries because you had someone who's looking from the outside in that's like, sis. Right. Do what's best for you. Absolutely. <laughs> in your mental health. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a so, yeah, that's it, a wonderful it's thing. It's definitely been, like I said, an accountability thing, and it's just been a, it's just been a new set of lens for me. Mm. Like, it's just been, okay, Ashley, well, that ain't them. That's you. Right. You know, so it, 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 it's been, it's been a, a big evolution for me. Right, right. You know, so like I said, it's definitely just made me take things and you know take take accountability for things right. like I, there are things that I have to own and I know that's my baggage that's your baggage that's what I gotta unpack I gotta figure out what shelf to put that on and you know and fix it and correct it and there are some things like nah sis you were wrong you like you were done wrong right. and you right. your feelings are valid absolutely so I think that was a big thing for me too a lot of times I would feel like oh well well, I ain't going to make it a big deal because it's going to create a bigger issue for an overall, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to come to a place where, like, no, sweetie, your feelings are valid. You felt the way. Absolutely. You felt disrespected. You felt disregarded. And you have a right mm-hmm. to say how you felt. It's not your responsibility how they take it, digest it, or apply it. But it is absolutely your responsibility to say, hey, that bothers me. Right. So were you, like, hesitant to start therapy when you started? No. or? I wasn't um I wasn't hesitant to start it. I was in a in a space where every little thing affected me mm. negatively. And I think I may have said before on an earlier episode. Like I'm I'm not a sensitive person, but when I'm passionate about it, you know, I'm I'm likely to cry. Like if you cry right now, I'm probably gonna cry because you're crying because you're someone that I care about. Right. So I'm just that kind of person, you know, by nature, but it was just things that shouldn't affect me as heavy were really affecting me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, my mama only has a certain level, a certain level that she can carry me to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go somewhere else to get, you know, to get a different perspective. So I did, I started going to therapy, but I just didn't connect with my first therapist. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I don't know if it was, I had a certain expectation and she just didn't meet my expectation mm-hmm. with what I wanted her to, to dig at first. But I just kind of felt like it was, it, it felt very surface. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like she was trying to get to the root of something. So at, at that point, I feel like if if I'm leaving here and I'm not better than I was coming here, then I'm kind of wasting my time and yours. Agreed. Um, so then, you know, you and I had a conversation and you had great things to say about um, Monica. So I definitely went ahead and booked an appointment with her. She's great. She's amazing. And it's definitely been in an upward movement since. Mm-hmm. It's, she says things sometimes that it was what I was thinking, but I couldn't put the verbiage with it. Right. Or she says things sometimes that I knew about myself that I kind of like tried to push down. Mm-hmm. She brought it up. You know, so there, it, it, it's, it's been a push and pull, but not in a negative way. Right. So, guys, me and Ashley see the same therapist. <laughs> it's actually amazing. I think it's great for our relationship. It's and beautiful. It's beautiful, guys. <laughs> so, I uh, reached out. Well, first of all, when I, I've been to therapists in the past just with life issues that I had going on. Um, but same, like I, I was there and they helped in a moment, right? Right. Um, that didn't necessarily like connect with me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, when I moved last year and I'm just going through all these things mentally and I started thinking, I have uh, a friend back in South Carolina, um, a white girl. And I remember she's married, but I remember when she was engaged, uh, we were having a conversation, um, and she was just saying, you know, I'm going to therapy or whatever, whatever. And her reason was because she felt as if, you know, she was in a space to where she had been proposed to, but didn't think she was good enough. Mm. And and I was like, okay, you're going to therapy for that. When I know so many black people dealing with other, like to me, that was little, right? And right. that was wrong for me because those were her feelings. Right. And that's how she felt. It didn't make it wrong just because I felt like I had been through bigger issues, right? That's the biggest thing. Right. And so I started thinking about that and I'm like, yo, I've been through a lot also. And there are definitely things that I could have a therapist to help me 
own to work through um, goals to reach and, and how to how to do those things. And so I literally Googled one night like black therapist mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. near, near me. And this directory came up um, with black therapists in North Carolina. And I looked through their profiles and, and the things that they um, actually helped you on. And um, and to me, I felt like I had anxiety, mm-hmm. right? But after seeing where I'm not necessarily like, I, I kind of probably deal with it better or in a different way. But right. like, you ain't really got anxiety. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I met uh, Monica and she was amazing. Like, y'all, she's a black woman, like a black woman, right? Come in here. She got a dress and everything. And I'm like, sis, all right. And she exceeded my expectations um, with our sessions. Um, same as you. Like, she makes me dig in and see what's what's causing these issues and why do I feel this way or why am I thinking this way and right. where did it come from but she's not like a um you know a therapist that's asking well what did you do in your childhood right or when did this happen like more so of like a cycle uh I guess like analysis where she's helping you um in the moment like right. things that are that are causing you frustration right now and how you can move forward with those things so when I found her, it was someone I actually connected with. She was able to connect with me not only as a therapist, but as a black woman. Right. And That's having, important. Right. It was super important. And so to have someone who understood my experience as a black woman was literally like number one, like key to me in this therapist. And so um, I had to tell you, girl, like, I was, yo, Ashley, <laughs> you need to try her out. Sis. Like, but she, she's like a mirror. Like she doesn't, mm-hmm. you, you can't. You can't hide from yourself if the mirror is in your face. Like right. she, li- I literally could not avoid it with her. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, okay, girl, well, listen. So this is gonna be our deadline. Yeah, <laughs> and like I freak out if I'm about to miss a deadline. I said, listen, I know I'm supposed to do this, and she's like, listen, it's okay, right? You know, and that's that was another thing that I learned too. Like it's okay mm-hmm. that you don't check everything off of your list, right? 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 Like it's okay. It's like give yourself fine. grace. Like, we say that like I say guys, it a lot, but, but we that, mean that. That's why I'm yeah. saying it because I'm I've been incredibly hard on myself and incredibly critical of myself, and she's like, listen, girl, it's okay. You're human. Like it's okay. Like life has a way of life. In. Life has a way and of life. And what in. we can do is pick up the same tools tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we just gonna try this one more time. But yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely been a growth thing for me. So what do you feel like has been like your your greatest triumph or like your biggest breakthrough since you've been in therapy? Whether it been in the whether it, whether it had been in your session or like once you got out to apply what you just learned. Um, I would say. I would say my greatest triumph is her making me actually realize and accept the the good things that I'm actually doing, mm, right? Okay. Like with my business, I'm casually like, oh yeah, by I'm, the way, I, I'm doing this. I have this partnership with Amazon and or whatever, or going to Bali next year, and she's like, yeah, that's big shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you doing it, especially when she's known things in my past from you know, 10 years ago that was happening and how I've overcome those things. And right. to me, I feel like I'm just doing the work. I just, and I am, I'm just doing the work, but she's helped me to be able to sit and reflect on the things that I have done. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely think that's, that's a triumph because like I said, I'm just doing the work. Right. Right. I know what the goals are and the moves that I need to make, but I'm not saying like, yo, I wrote down in 2017, I was going to do this, uh, this subscription box. And I actually did it like successfully and right. still continuing to do it. So I would def I definitely think that's a triumph and um I thank her for allowing me, you know, to uh be myself in those spaces and right. um yeah, and to just help me through that. But like I said, you know, even I remember when I was telling my family, oh, because now I try to push everybody in therapy. Right. right? I'm like, y'all. Black people need to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm gonna give you this woman number and she's gonna help you. But I, for real, like I do feel as if we're one of the main group of people who need therapy. We've been through a lot. We see a lot. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's, you know, like, I think, I think it was a study that just came out recently where um, black boys are young as 12 years old that are being depressed now. Mm. And that just, you know, it's like, yo, why are these things like happening? And that made me think of those too, like reasons of why we don't go to therapy. 
Or then, too, like, you think about, like, uh, bullying being, like, an all-time high situation. Mm. So, like, I feel like kids are bullying because they they feel like they're lacking something or they are true indeed lacking something or there's, there's miscommunication in their home. Like, so if these children had an opportunity to sit down and say how they really felt to an unbiased person to actually be heard. Because a lot of times children will say things or they'll give you hints, but because you don't take them seriously because they're a child... They feel like, okay, well, I can't say anything. I'm just going to respond this way to get some attention. Right. So I feel like therapy would definitely help some of the bullying. Now, you know, granted, yeah, they need to be held accountable for what it is that they say and do to other people. But people, but they also need to be treated as people. Absolutely. And they need to be able to, to try to get to the root of what the problem is. Yeah. So we got to do better with with how we deal with those kind of things. We went to, um, well, I guess you would consider it a play. Last week, mm-hmm. and one of the things that and the girl said, opera. she said, she was like, you know, what if I told you there was another form of redemption, or there mm-hmm. was another form of, of holding someone accountable? So I think that we got to get to a space to where we can deal with those things and not shaming and, and dismissing people, right. but giving them an opportunity to say what it is that they truly feel, and not tell them, no, you're wrong or you're right, but help them work through it to right. get to a better it's space. It's the stigma and the judgment that's placed yeah. on therapy, especially in the black community. Like, you're embarrassed for having to go, or your family's embarrassed. Right. right? Like, they look at it like, you know, we fail to handle problems internally, mm-hmm. when really this has nothing to do with you. Yep. Like, you're taking it super personal when it has nothing to yep. do with you when you talk about children it could be things like via social media or bullying as you said and maybe their family members aren't they don't have the necessary tools to understand like I read something too that said little kids don't say I have anxiety they say my tummy hurts mm-hmm. you know like it's little things like that and cues that they give as you were saying that we're just we don't know right and so again that's that's not our fault but I do think that it is an embarrassment and a stigma that's placed on somebody going to therapy you need to just pray about it yeah or you need to go take a nap and drink a drink ginger right. ale because ginger ale fix everything even God talked about meditation and, and, and centering Yo, yourself and, and centering figuring out yourself. you know and getting to the root of things so I, it it doesn't just stop there and people have to stop trying to use the Bible and 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 religion as a form of control or, or as the answer for mm-hmm. everything. A lot of the things that are the answer to your problems are already in you. You just got to activate it. Right, right. Like, you know, that, and that's another reason of why we don't go to therapy, mm-hmm. right, in the black community is because of spirituality and that faith and community um, that we have when, in my opinion, sometimes that faith community can also be a source of distress. Right. Like, because now you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm going against the grain or I'm doing something wrong by going to seek somebody else outside of the pastor or right. outside of the preacher. Um, when, you know, it is those things like that that also hinder um, of why people don't go to therapy in the black community. And then you got to consider, too, a lot of times a lot of people may actually truly be going to the pastor. He's also running a church. He's also trying to make sure that his sermons deliver mm -hmm. and inspire and encourage people in their faith. Is he getting therapy? Like I said before, like I said before about your family, when they're dealing with their own things that they haven't dealt with, it's very hard for them to give you a fresh perspective. Right. So it's not to knock any preachers that do counsel um, members of their church, but it's also to understand, hey, he's human too, Mm -hmm. and he has a way to deal with things. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So maybe he doesn't have the time. Maybe he's always running for the running something for the church. Right. So maybe he doesn't have time for therapy. So you got to be really cognizant of those kind of things, and that people are still people. People are still people. And, you know, like you said, he he has other things going on, so it could also be the lack of information, right? right. He may be the only person in certain people's lives that could tell them, mm-hmm. this is somebody else that could be able to help you. Right. And so those people really struggle with anxiety or depression and so many other things. The, uh, the fear of going to white professionals to help you medically when they've let us down for, like, centuries, right? right? So it's so many things that, um, that hinder... Uh, black or that calls black people not where you talk yeah. whether or not you're talking about the financial yeah. aspect of it Indeed. like 11% of African Americans don't have health insurance right so how can they afford because it, it's costly guys I mean I'm not Listen. it's not that costly <laughs> it's an investment it's, it's an, an investment, investment in yourself absolutely and when you're on the road of, of wanting to better yourself yeah. I feel like that's another thing too therapy isn't there to just let me put this in your hands and you help me. Yeah. Like, you got to be in a space to where you're ready to do the work on yourself. Like in two things. Like, so one community, that's why community is so important. Mm-hmm. Like, again, you put me onto our therapist. 
You know what I'm saying? So whether it had been Monica, whether you just gave me a link to something, Mm -hmm. like we got to be able to share the information. And like the second thing is like, don't I, I want people to have an understanding that therapy isn't always just going to be I'm gonna go in here tell her my problem she's gonna give me an answer right that goes back to what I said like I've really gotten some accountability about myself mm-hmm. I, I go to when I go to therapy it's like okay girl so this is in your bag mm-hmm. for you to handle you know what I'm saying so people also have to understand that you really have to be in a space to where you want to work on you mm-hmm. like you really yep. have to invest not just the money part but you really have to invest in yourself right. You absolutely have to invest in yourself. So it's so many things. Um, but, you know, you can still pray mm-hmm. to Jesus, Allah, and whoever else, you Please know, and do. speak to them and talk. Because in prayer, you are having a conversation, exactly. right? In meditation, whether or not you're meditating, you are having a conversation um, to, to let yourself be vulnerable and open, but also realize that it's okay yeah. to speak to someone else, um, not your friends or your family or your pastor. Someone literally trained. Yeah. To help you clinically work through those issues. And I honestly think it's an amazing thing. So we took this to Natural Hair Loves. Mm -hmm. And um, I made a post that said, therapy, do the work, sis. And we got some some pretty unique uh, replies Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to different opinions, for sure. Um, But one that definitely um, stood out to me is someone who is actually against therapy, I suppose. Oh, Uh, yeah. She said uh, she thought it was pointless because you're basically telling a person things that you already know and things that you don't want to think about. And even worse, you're paying money to do it for all that. You may as well write in a journal every day, which is free. Plus, you have to tell other people your personal business. So, Hmm, okay. So, while journaling is great, it's a, it's a great tool, and it can also help you strengthen your mental state, um, it does not replace a trained professional. It does not. Right? And so, I, I, I said, you know, the things that you're trying not to think about, a therapist can actually help you work through those issues and learn positive ways to cope. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's life experience is different, um, their perspectives are different, but literally, Having someone to help you, whether or not it's a loss of a parent or a right. loved one or a friend, that's trauma. Like, that changes your life forever. Absolutely. And I know people who've lost people in their lives and they don't even realize they're, diff- you know, they're in a state of depression or that they could use someone to help them throughout the grief. Right. Um, because those are major, major uh, things that happen in their life. And it's just like, you know, journaling... Or just not thinking about it isn't going to help it no, change. Like, like, I know one of my triggers and another thing that kind of pushed me to, to go to therapy was like I, my grandmother passed in 2009 and I I get emotional like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And not to say that it's something that I'm trying to erase the feeling or the thought or, or the memory, but it's something that I have to be able to deal with. Right. I shouldn't, I, I can't break down mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. You can't, you gotta learn how to, and, and that's something new for me also, um, like I knew your grandfather, your grandmother had passed away, mm-hmm. and I had other close people in my family who've had people to pass away for them. But I don't think death hit me for real, right? Until my granddad passed in May of this year, right? And that was someone I talked to literally every day, mm-hmm. and so now it's like, yo, I have I a, new, I have a new norm, and now I get it. Yeah, and this is a major change and a major shift. And because I was already in therapy, right. I think it has allowed me to be able to try to navigate life more, you know, yeah. better and, and learn, um, you know, that this is normal. It's going to hit you in waves yeah. and, you know, you're just going to learn how to deal with it. Uh, we're lucky and blessed to be able to have experienced those type of people in our lives that Absolutely. affected us that way. But having a trained professional and someone who's also went through those things mm-hmm. before to help you, you know, uh, it is something that's needed. Like, so if you've had a family member that passed away or a parent or a sibling or whoever, like reaching out to somebody else, having somebody else in your corner who's not going to think you're crazy. Right. Or who's not going to make you feel some type of or way. Or who's also affected. Who's also affected. Like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's human. That's normal. And don't let anybody else tell you that it's not because it absolutely is that's a word girl i felt that in my shanana so yeah i thought that was super interesting and then we thought we also had other um people that commented that were actual therapists mm. um yeah um it's a therapist her instagram name was 
Kamia Powers, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, but she was just stating, you know, that she is a trained um, and licensed therapist in Georgia. And she actually encounters this like topic a lot. Um, and what she said was therapists offer a different perspective for people looking for change in their lives. Right. Having a safe space to share your thoughts without worrying about judgment. Yeah. And I think that's another thing. So whether or not it's from postpartum or you're you're just tired altogether, like there are people um, that are there. If you mm-hmm. don't want to go to your pastor because you're afraid they're going to end up telling the church or your mom right. or your family or anything else, like understand it's okay. And it gets harder, especially during these winter months. Right. Right. Like, and then too, like it's so many resources. Like there are so many therapists and, 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 and therapy companies where they have, um, online options. Like you can communicate mm-hmm. with a therapist online. Yeah, or I've seen that. I know Monica has an option where she'll do like the, the, the video chat with you. So there are so many options. There's so many resources and avenues to, to get to a therapist, to, to get yourself started, to get to a good space, that there's really no reason but no reason besides your, you mm-hmm. that you can't go to therapy. Right. You just have to get in a space to where you're ready to do the work. You literally, it's, yeah. it's kind of like when you break up. Mm. Like a lot of times for most women, you literally have to get to your breaking point before mm-hmm. you leave. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like that with your life. You literally have to get to a space Sometimes, for most people, this isn't working for me, how I'm handling and dealing with things. Mm-hmm. I got to get to a space where I can manage this better. Right. Let me. This isn't working. Let me try this. And then, in, for me, it was, oh, these things are, are coming up in the future for my business. I see I want to be in this space where I still am mentally, you know, to be better. Right. To be able to work through those things when they get here. So, it's, it's so many uh, different ways. But pray. And uh, go you see know, your therapist. Please. Book, book the appointment, sis. Go, girl. Book the appointment. Jesus and a therapist. You need both. If you need some support with doing so, email us uh, or on our Instagram page. With the, we're all for it. I try to get everybody in therapy, y'all. You know, I've sent Monica's information out to a friend already. Like, I have too, last week, girl. I was like, know, I got another one. I mean, we can't. <laughs> I, I don't know her schedule like that. I don't know how open she is, guys. But again, if you know somebody, if you have a therapist that you would recommend, Definitely, you know, go to our social media, send us an email, give us that information so, so that we can share it. And maybe someone else in your area, mm-hmm. you know, who can benefit from that information. But at the end of the day, we're a community, we're a family. We got to be able to share, uplift, encourage, and grow with each other. Absolutely. And um, that was good. I agree. I agree. It felt good in my soul. Did it? Now. Come on, now, Jesus. Hoosh. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank y'all so much. For for listening, this is definitely a conversation that's near and dear to, to Kira and I's heart. We talk about it all the time, probably, Absolutely. if not every day, every other day, pretty much. Um, so definitely, if you have the opportunity, if you have the resources, please consider um, making an appointment with a therapist. I mean, even if you feel like, okay, girl, well, I, there's nothing I need to work on, still go. Because I can promise you there's something that you've covered up that that could be resolved. Like, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel so like you, perfect you have that? nothing? So you perfect. You have no room to evolve. So you <laughs> ain't got no issues is what you're telling me. You know? But um, yeah, guys. Please go, you know, better yourself, better the people around you. And uh, in the words of Monique, we love y'all for real. For real. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for